Our relationship, particularly my relationship with hope, is a complicated one. When I get too rooted in hope, I start to feel fear. I'm hopeful this will be okay. What if it's not okay? What is okay? But what I find is people mostly come at me with hope when it needs to make them feel better, that they've offered me something. Hey, this is Grand Exit, conversations starting conversations about living, dying, and living on. We're sharing real talk on the life-death legacy continuum now, so we don't wait to the end to talk about what matters most. Enter here if you intend to be remembered. Today, we're talking about trying on hope. What is it with hope? Like, what is up with hope? Why is it so important? I probably will say things that are a little different than I think what people are traditionally saying about hope. Tamitha is saying. (laughs) I'm saying that it can't only be about hope. I feel like hope becomes a little performative. There are certainly times where I feel like I have to show up rounded in hope with a certain person because I know that's where they want me to be, even though that may not be what I'm feeling. And I guess that's my whole thing about hope. There's another side to the coin of hope. What's on the other side? For me, I do not believe that you can be hopeful without also being extremely fearful or devastated about something. Because otherwise, what is the point of being like, well, have hope about that? Because hope is a coping mechanism for fear or? Oh, that's interesting. Is it to you? I think to some people, sure. What about to you? I tend not to have a lot of hope. And that's all. Have a great day. <laughs> I tend not to have a lot of hope. Like, I I think I'm a little bit too pragmatic, realistic, and hope doesn't have enough action behind it for me. The action around it is treatment, and I'm clear that treatment is not curative in, in intent. That's not why I'm doing chemo. So when people tell me I'm going to beat this thing, I essentially say thank you. The reason I'm on chemo now is to prolong my life. And gratefully, thankfully, I get to choose when the length is not as important as the quality. But I I don't know. I have a very complex relationship with hope. That's okay. If hope is not your coping mechanism for fear, I guess the first part of that is, do you have fear? Oh, I have a ton of fear about lots of things. I'm not going to just say, like, I hope things get better. I'm going to do something about it. If for you, fear is on one side and hope's not on the other, what's there? Well, I wouldn't say that hope isn't on the other side. It's that I'm going to make sure that I keep looking at both sides of the coin. And I think there are people, certainly people in my life, who only have the coin on the hope side up. And so they come at me with toxic positivity, which is, you know, just keep fighting, just keep hoping. If you stay positive, you're going to be okay. No, that's not true. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) It's not helpful to me. It doesn't allow me to feel seen by you. I'm really struggling with hard things, just like most people are. I've made the choice to show up to this life now as my whole self, which means it's going to be the pretty bits and the ugly bits. You're going to get those all the time. I'm not going to hide anything from you. So if I am telling you I am feeling 
deeply sad about how I know my life will end, I don't need you to tell me just to be hopeful. I need you to tell me that's really hard and I'm really sorry. But what I find is people mostly come at me with hope when it needs to make them feel better, that they've offered me something. And so I guess I say this just to say, if you're finding yourself in a hard conversation, in an uncomfortable conversation, or bearing witness to pain, the pain of the world or the pain of someone you love, listen to that for a minute and sit with it. Don't feel so urgently that we just have to hope that it'll be okay. We were talking about hope and action. I think people would call me a pragmatic, positive person. I hope they would call me a positive person. I think so. But the way that I show up for hope in my life is as a board member of a national breast cancer organization, Breast Cancer Action, that is grounded in uncovering and exposing the root causes of breast cancer. I love the way you say root. I love it. (laughs) So funny. Now I'm going to find a way to weave it into like 50 more sentences. (laughs) That's where I've staked hope, that I believe in their mission. I believe in the work that they're doing so that 10, 15 years from now, another woman isn't sitting in this chair in the same position. How do you feel about hope? I'd like to answer a different question, which is how do I feel like about you? (laughs) Which is, I want to give you the whole world and eternity and your pragmatic approach to survival separate from cancer. Just surviving in a world that is testy really inspires me because I come from a family of very powerful people of very strong will to create and a, an innate ability to then build, to dream it, start building it. And because of that, we've accomplished things we're very proud of. And along the way to get there in our survival mode, we're pushers. We push down the things that feel hard so that we can do things that feel hard because you can't feel things and, that are really hard and do things that are really hard in the same moment, we tell ourselves. And um, while we're all different, by we, I mean my strong bloodline, my family's very positive. So I think hope and positivity and the melting pot that exists in is a strong part. The hope that there will, a solution is to come and maybe it's, maybe it's a synonym and maybe it's not hope that resonates. But um, I do think, I think it's a really a powerful force for some. My belief is hope is a really powerful coping mechanism for a lot of people and we need good coping mechanisms. I think my relationship with hope also does. It almost doesn't feel super um, available within my toolkit above things that I do draw from. Like connection gives me more of a will to move through difficult things than hope does. I guess I don't really know my relationship with hope. And I'm glad hope exists for the people who need it. I don't know that it's the tool I pull as frequently. I don't know that it's impermeable enough for my like, negative self-talk, but connection is.
I have a hundred year old friend, Aunt Honey, and the woman might live for like another decade. True hippie. She was doing yoga like when my mom was born. Like she really believes that and lives in the belief that you are both a product of pure, beautiful destiny, divine destiny, and that while you're here, it's your playground. When I talk to her, she drops so much wisdom. Anytime you ask her how she's doing, she says better and better every time. Because I'm going to say, hey, how are you? Better and better every time. And Mm. what is that, right? Mm. She has so much hope for the future. And when she was in the hospital, what helped her out of the hospital, because she is better and better, what I was witnessing didn't appear to be hope to me. Every ounce of her, everything inside her is gratitude. Mm. And I asked her this past weekend when we saw her celebrating her sister's 95th birthday, her 100th birthday, and her brother's 90th birthday. (laughs) What? Those are good genes. Such good (laughs) genes. I, I asked her, I assume you believe in reincarnation. The way she talks about the universe's vibrating energy and oh, it, like just seems like it's in the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah. And she said, of course I do. And then I asked, do you think this is your final lifetime? She's so resolved. And she said, I don't. I think I have a few more. I said, why, why do you think that? And I said, how do you figure? And she said, sometimes when I'm meditating, I have anger that's been there for 80 years. And all I want to be able to go out with is forgiveness. Mm. And if I'm still here, I have more forgiveness to be giving. And I don't know that I'll get to all of that in this life. That entire way of being then gives me, her gratitude gives me hope. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if someone could live through everything that she's lived through over the last 100 years and still feel that way and want to still be here, the earth is a garbage dump sometimes. So if she still has that will to change herself and look inside herself and assess how she fits into a landscape and really be committed to forgiving others, that's how she looks outside of herself. That gives me so much hope that I feel is also my responsibility. Like how can I aspire not to be the way Anne Honey is, but, but to be the way Anne Honey is, right? To be my way mm-hmm. of that. Should I live to 100? If I don't live to 100, then I will have gone out on my journey to that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's where I find like fuel. What I love about that story is that she's better and better, right? And she also admits anger. Oh, yeah. That's the piece that a lot of times the people who are better and better, that's all they're coming to you with. And so then I think what happens is it can begin to feel like to other people, what's wrong with me? because I'm not always better and better. And I have a great life. It's a complicated relationship with me, Chelsea. And I've been working through it since I was first diagnosed in 2018. Just as I want people to see me and support me as a whole person, as a person who's feeling dread and also hope sprinkled in. I want them to show up for me as a whole person. So in their comfort and support of me, if you're bringing your whole self to that, that if you're sitting with me and you're crying and someone says, I'm sorry, I'm crying, don't be sorry about that. 
It means that you understand that in this moment, things are hard. And it probably means that something about this moment and your support of me in this moment is bringing up something else for you from somewhere else down your lineage or your history. I love that. I love that. If we could all just sit together and just cry in silence, I think we would get so much further along than you sitting in a chair telling me it's going to be okay and everything's going to be great and you're going to make it to Harper's wedding and you're going to be there when she walks down the aisle. What are you talking about? I didn't even ask for that. (laughs) Honestly, all I'm asking for the universe right now is high school graduation. That's my hope, honestly. And I'm somewhat hopeful about it. That's why this idea of, of bringing your whole self to life, it has to be reflected in how you deal with the, the really hard parts of life. And so only showing up in a positive way makes me very skeptical that you're not going as deep as you really need to. If I'm only showing up in a day with the flip side of the coin, I have to work really hard and remind myself, you've got to flip the coin over. You're not bringing your whole self to this. There's got to be something good in here somewhere. I've never built a friendship with someone in oh, as God. they're dying. And it fills my heart. It fills my heart. That's the yin and the yang of, of uh, yes. Yeah, yes, it yes. really fills my heart because I know that it's so hard to fully integrate all of the beliefs that we share because they're so contradictory and they're so complex. <laughs> and so, yeah, if whoever is listening here, where you are able to poke holes in the inconsistency of we don't believe in hope and we're using hope automatically in our verbiage, we're human. You've been burned by hope. And so I get why you'd feel that way. I feel I've been burned by hope in your journey. So I, I can't imagine how you felt. But since we've been friends, you've been no evidence of disease and then cancer and then cancer in your brain and then no cancer in your brain. I love that you're a mutant. Like I, it's so unbelievable. more tumors in the brain. And then gone. And the reality is that there will be a time that you have that again, but today you don't. And so I don't know what we describe that as except for presence. And presence for me is a difficult feeling to hold, but that my variety of hope in my relationship with you has been presence. And I've been able to connect with you so deeply, more deeply than most relationships I've had in my life, only by being present. That feels awesome. And that's the kind of hope that I love because it feels healthy for me. I hope that I get more of this because it's so beautiful. But if I don't, at least I got it. Yes, yes. And so maybe that's where the distinction needs to be made, that there are different kinds of hope. Maybe it isn't hope necessarily. That's the culprit here. But the use of hope as a tool to comfort when it isn't what the person is asking for not one size fits all so different people need to hear different things and if you don't know needs to hear something can you be present with what they seem to need in this moment or can you just offer how you're feeling and not make it about the next moment I'm so sorry in this moment I'm so sorry you're experiencing that it sucks Mm -hmm. 
I get scanned every three months. They'll do a brain scan to see if the four brain tumors are gone and if there's anything else that's popped up. And then I'll do a full body scan to see if things are holding steady or if the cancer has spread. You know, many in the cancer community, you know, we call it scanxiety. It's a treacherous feeling. I do a lot of planning of my memorial service in those machines, mostly because it's going to be a party with like beautiful music and lots of good literature being read out loud. And so I, I tend to call on my spirit guides and my angels and my ancestors to watch over me in that machine to do all they can. And then I sort of put myself in my memorial service and watch people talk about me. And I think people would find that not very hopeful, right? <laughs> And yet you're sick, right? Like you should be thinking about positive things when you're in the in the pet machine. Who says who? Though? But you should be thinking about whatever think, you need to think, think about. To let's, be present. I think Gwyneth Paltrow would tell me to be a little more positive. Do you oft take advice from Gwyneth Paltrow? <laughs> I try <that>? not to. <laughs> Although if she'd like to join us, she's <laughs> to join us on the podcast, I'd like to know what she has to say about hope. Gwyneth, if you're listening. <laughs> but for me, it is hopeful. For me, it's so positive. I like leave that machine with tears streaming down my face from joy because inevitably someone has told a funny joke about me or my daughter has come on last to be like, look, everybody's only talking positively about my mom. And I just want to say she was not perfect. And I hear my friend Michelle Carter's voice singing my favorite song. And I love it. But it's like I don't go in there saying, OK, you can only be thinking hopeful thoughts. You can only be thinking positive. One of your friends Maybe your oldest friend, Jen. Jen and I have known each other, yeah, since seventh grade. We got to see Jen for lunch today. And I know Jen because Jen is a empowerment camper. And today at lunch, Jen said, while I'm an addict in the hope category, it's my family's drug of choice. I'm just so grateful for Tamitha's clarity. Being on the receiving end of Tamitha's clarity brings me so much gratitude. If hope's on a scale, what's on that scale? You know, is it not, is in the middle of, you know, optimism and pessimism? Where does gratitude fit in? What is hope in relation to gratitude? Can you talk about that? That's really interesting. I'm sure smarter people have actually like plotted that out. Maybe Gwyneth even. <laughs> I would not want people to think that because I am not hopeful, I don't have gratitude. I feel like that's all I have is gratitude. For each second now, there's gratitude. For each argument I get in with someone I love. I was even joking with a friend some time ago about the absolute divinity I find in cleaning a bathroom. I love it. I turn on the music and I'm cleaning and things are back in order. I know my daughter is looking at me thinking, okay, things are somewhat normal. So I don't want people to think I, I don't have gratitude. I think hope has its own scale in some ways, like its own continuum. The spectrum is really a hope spectrum all on its own. 
I don't know what the degrees are. My sense is that people sort of ebb and flow, visit points on the spectrum throughout their lives. Sometimes my gratitude is somewhat guilt-driven, and then it's not real gratitude for mm. me. It doesn't serve the purpose. Mm. Can't Back imagine if we were like tracing the chemicals, and it's like self-performative. Yeah. Not telling people yeah. how grateful I am. Yeah. But what in, in every moment, I think sometimes when I'm being really hopeful, I am actually performing for myself. I am being fearful of what I am dreaming of, of what I hope happens tomorrow or in the future. And I'm just sort of numbing myself on hope. And I think I can do that with gratitude too. Like if gratitude is silencing what I'm actually feeling, then it doesn't serve me in that moment. I don't know what a monk would say. You know, maybe if I meditate more, I can meditate through it. I guess to that, I I ask, you brought a human into the world, right? (laughs) And I know as a pragmatic human, that's a little wacky, right? Through what lens do you view the world you want Harper to come up in? A lens of hope. And that's my complex relationship with it. And I know exactly what I want that world to look like for her and people like her, really everyone. But yeah, that's my complex relationship with it. Thank you for listening to Grand Exit. If you're enjoying exploring the life-death-legacy continuum, come back to keep diving in with us here. Subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Connect with us on Instagram. We're grand.exit. And sign up for our newsletter at grandexit.com slash newsletter. And most importantly, share. Please do share this by starting a conversation about life, death, and legacy with someone who matters to you. There's so much waiting for you there. Join us every other Thursday as we bring death to life for those who intend to be remembered. Catch you next time.